With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in Tucson, Arizona on the road here. Uh, fun first hour that we had on the program. We thank Thomas Gable once again, the race and sports director over at the Borgata. Coming up in 15 minutes, Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. He'll join us to discuss the NFL and college football as well but before we get into all of that it's time to step into michael lombardi's office the appointments are lined up you waiting for somebody in there got an appointment and it's not about what you want to hear but what you need to hear it's not personal it's strictly business time you and me at a private talk where step into my office and step into my office with michael lombardi mr lombardi we'll see you now all right it is time and the first person that needs to step up into the office is Chris Ballard. Michael, what does Chris Ballard need to hear? Well, I, I think Chris Ballard already knows what to hear. He needs to keep his owner, Uncle Jim Mercy, from talking. And I think that certainly could calm the waters. But I do think that G, that Chris needs to understand that whatever decisions they make organizationally as it reflects upon Jonathan Taylor, whether they redo his contract or not, has to set precedent moving forward. It's easy for the fans at home to say, well, just give them some more incentives or give them more money. Yeah. Well, they don't understand the ripple effect that it creates moving forward. And typically, especially with contracts, when you give a guy a contract, you give guaranteed money in exchange for seasons. You're just giving away without adding any more years onto the contract. That becomes a problem. Now, would the kid be willing to take a three or four year deal? Maybe. But I don't think Chris Ballard or Jim Mercer are, are in the position to want to pay $17 million a year to a running back, especially the way the market is. So I think what Chris needs to hear simply is this. Calm the waters. Focus on the season. Let's make sure he's healthy before we engage in any other conversation. Because I think it's really important that his health is first and foremost. And whatever you do, Chris, everything you do towards him, if you give him a new deal, tie it to winning. Tie it to winning. Because with the last thing you want to do is have, a, have him have a year that he had last year, you pick high in the draft and you're giving him incentive money. Yeah, and the, we saw the New York Giants do that with Saquon Barkley and his adjustment of a contract, that one-year deal that he signed right after the tag 
deadline expired and his incentives are tied to them also making the playoffs so uh saquon barkley's interests and the team's interests are aligned for him to go ahead and maximize the amount of money that he is able to make all right the next person is the tampa bay buccaneers head coach todd bowles what does he need to hear well i think todd needs to hear simply you, one thing when you have two quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback and I think what Todd, you need to do, and unfortunately you've been in this situation before where you can coach the hell out of the defense and make the defense good, but offensively it's going to be a challenge. And I would urge you, Todd, to pick the quarterback that you feel like doesn't make the complicated complicated, right? Doesn't make the easy throw hard. I think that's really important. And I also think that you need to be able to get your offensive line to where it's constantly improving, where you can run the football a little effectively to take some of the pressure off the quarterback. But my in, my instincts tell me I think Kyle Trask gives you a better chance. We've already seen Baker Mayfield have his run. People know how to defend him, and I think people understand what it what he gives him the most trouble: pushing the pocket, moving forward, and can he throw the ball outside? If we're going to get the ball to Mike Evans, which we need to. If we're going to get the ball to Chris Goblin, I think Kyle Trask might give us the best chance. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. We're going to have to play it close to the vest because we don't have a quarterback and that's going to happen probably in next year's draft if you can get to that point so try to do the best you can with what you have uh, that's a good point that you bring up at the end there if he can get to that point because i'm sure todd bowles like we haven't heard any todd bowles hot seat stuff but if it's a bad season here i'm sure he's looking over his shoulder saying hey am i going to be around to draft a caleb williams well, or a drake may or one of those guys well we know this right the the, the glacier family has fired tony dungy they fired john gruden Right, they're they're not prone to not making changes. Mm -hmm. So you know they're when they think they recognize a change needs to occur, they do it. Yeah, well, Todd Bowles, we got to see some improvement here for the season on this team, and be careful which quarterback you end up choosing to be your Week One starter, whether it be Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. All right, there's something going on in Carolina because last week head coach Frank Reich was in the office. Now it's rookie quarterback, starting quarterback Bryce Young who's entering Michael Lombardi's office. Look, Bryce, I think one thing you've got to do is continue to protect yourself, keep getting rid of the ball, keep learning the offense. Now at the part of the season that we've come to is the playbook's thrown out, right? So you're not going to play in the final preseason game. So now make sure that you're on the same page with the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. Make sure you're on the same page with the head coach and just run the things that you feel most comfortable running and make sure you're protected. I think it's really important that you grind down on those protections. You make sure you understand where the hots are, what's coming towards you, but you've got to do a really good job of throwing out the whole playbook and just running it to where you run the things that you have to run. I think one of the biggest problems in pro football is everybody tries to do too much, right? Everybody tries to create too many more plays. And I think back to Steve Jobs. And when Steve Jobs, you know, when he took over Apple, he cut down the product line. Steve Jobs is famous for understanding what focus is. And I'll explain what focus is for you, Bryce Young. Focus is people think it's being say yes to the things you must focus on. But, but that's not what it is at all. It means saying no to the other good ideas that they're out there and picking carefully to what you can run and proud of the things that you've done and dismiss some of those. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. That's what you need to do. It's not about new plays, it's about running these plays better. And I think that as your leader of the team, I think you gotta convince them of that.
Yeah, that's excellent advice. I think oftentimes with a lot of young quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks, we see them trying to do too much and, and sometimes compounding errors. Just because one guy makes a mistake, you can't correct what he did. You just got to make sure you make the safest play to keep the team on task and stay ahead of the sticks there. All right, Jadavian Clowney, former first overall pick back in the Houston Texans back in 2014, now on the Baltimore Ravens. What do you got to say to Clowney? Well, look, I'd say make sure you're knee strong, stay healthy, and pick your spots, right? Like, you're not a 60-minute player any longer. You've been on six teams already. You're a first-round pick. We know you've had shoulder surgeries. We know you've had knee problems. We know you don't practice quite a bit. Like, pick your spots and make sure they use you in the right role, the Justin Houston role that you, that was there last year for the Baltimore Ravens. And then make sure that you can have some of the production because you could help this football team, but you gotta be able to stay healthy to do that. And I think that's gonna be the key for you is staying healthy and understanding your role within the framework of the defense. Not 70 plays, let's try to get us 15 to 18 to 20 really good plays. Yeah, he is the first number one overall pick to play for five different teams since Jeff George back in the 1990s. I believe Jeff George ended up playing for seven teams in his career there. So it's a uh, it's been bouncing around. Not a good, a not, not a good, not a good thing to be with, Benny. Not, That's not a good no, thing to yeah, be with, right? No. Man, but Jeff George, he had, he had a hell of an arm, didn't he? Back in oh, the a day, great arm. <laughs> he had a hell of an arm. You know, but it, it goes to the point where you know you can be talented. But you got to have everything around you. That that's what worries me about Zach Wilson. You talked about Zach Wilson, you know, showing more this year. Zach Wilson showed he's got skills. Does, can Zach Wilson endear himself to his teammates? I mean, that's what makes Garoppolo so good. You you hear those players talk about Garoppolo. They love him. It isn't because Garoppolo throws an easy ball to catch or Garoppolo has a powerful arm. Garoppolo's a leader. I think that's what Zach Wilson needs to try to become. Yeah, I saw at the end of the Raiders-Niners game, man, those Niners guys were going up to Garoppolo like it was like a long-lost relative yeah. <laughs> they hadn't seen in a while. It's like, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? All right, last person that needs to be called into the office, Cleveland Browns kicker Cade York, who has struggled so far this preseason. What do you have to say to Cade York? Well, Cade, I'd go back to North Dallas. You know, you spent time with your kicking coach down there. I think you need to really spend some time with him because one thing I've learned in my career is – is guy teams give up too early up on kickers, right? Like, let's just take for example, you know, uh, Jason Elliott. Uh, El- you know, teams gave up on him. All of a sudden, he's a whole Pro Bowl kicker. Same thing with Harris Buckner. You know, the Carolina Panthers drafted him in the seventh round. They cut him, and next thing you know, he's on the Chiefs. The Eagles get, you know, they get the benefit of Elliott because somebody else cut him. Remember, they were going to go with Caleb Sturgis, and he got hurt. And it led him to Elliott. So, that you know, everybody goes through this. We just got to get you to the other side, Kate. We got to get you to understand why you're not kicking the ball well. And I think the biggest issue you're having is we can't handle. It's right, left. You're, you're playing what I call army kicking. Right, left, right, left. It's never consistent. So we need to figure out what that is. If we need to fly your kicking coach in here, we'll do that. But you're an important part of this team, and and I have a hard time wanting to give up on you too early because, as I cited, with Elliott, you know, with Elliott and Buckner, those guys have proven to be great kickers, and both of them got cut. So we've just got to fight our way through this. 
And another example of that is Daniel Carlson, who was with the Vikings, had that bad game against the Green Bay Packers, missed field goals, has been with the Raiders ever since, and was an all-pro last season. That's right. And another one. I mean, Zimmer just got impatient with him. Look, yeah. I, I'll say this, and I, I would have been the same way. I wanted uh, Matt Stover, when we signed him in Plan B back in 1991 in Cleveland, I didn't think he had the mental makeup to do it. And Belichick just said, look, relax. We'll get him to be a good kicker. And he was right. Yeah, still end up having a hell of a career there for the Browns and also with the Ravens as well. And the Ravens, they, they always get all the good kickers. Justin Tucker's been phenomenal, uh, maybe one of the best ever at the position. All right, that is Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Uh, good stuff there, Michael. Uh, I, like, I like the advice to Bryce Young. I think for Bryce Young as well, like just like just there's probably going to be moments that are frustrating for him just because of the current situation and the circumstances, but he seems like he's a pretty headstrong guy and a guy that you would want to pick as a number one overall pick. So uh, it's going to be a, a turbulent year, at least early on, but hopefully he can hang tough. Yeah, I, I mean, he will, and I, and I can see it in him. He just needs to be the leader. They need to figure out the other parts. He's not their problem. Yeah, yeah, he's not the problem. He gets the ball out quickly, man. You see him go through those reads, but it doesn't have a whole lot of time, so it's a good thing he does get the ball out quickly because the defensive linemen have been bearing down on him. All right, on the other side, our buddy Matt Humans, VEASAN host, will join us. We'll talk some NFL and college football here on the Lombardi Line, and we're presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VSEN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. And joining us right now as we continue on here in hour number two, it's our buddy Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Also, this coming fall, the season two of the Friday Football Invitational. We'll get into that with Matt Humans as well. We'll get into the college football, but let's start with the NFL here, Matt. And, and, and I'm curious for you because you've been betting for a long time here. Do you take anything away from the preseason? Because we're starting to see some of these week one lines move. We've seen people betting Green Bay. They've been betting Pittsburgh based on how they've looked in the preseason. Maybe also just general optimism around those teams throughout the offseason. But how much do you factor into the preseason when you start to look at some of these week one NFL lines? I certainly factor it in a little bit because I watch all these games. Uh, I've watched every preseason game so far. I tape them. Some of the games I go back and watch twice and I think there are some things you can learn. And, um, you know, you mentioned the Steelers. I, I've said for like, I don't know, two months that I like the Steelers as home dogs against the 49ers in week one. I'm, I'm partly as a fade on the 49ers because of their quarterback situation. I wasn't sure if Brock Purdy was going to be ready. Uh, but I like the Steelers as three point home dogs, and uh, that's not going to change. The more I watch the Steelers in the preseason, the more I like them, too. I think that defense is going to be legit. And especially if uh, as long as T.J. Watt's healthy, and uh, uh, I do, I think Kenny Pickett and that offense is coming along a little bit. They've done some things to improve the offensive line, so there are some teams 
you know, that I watch, that I like, uh, you know, I like the Packers all summer. And the more I watch the Packers, okay, that kind of reinforces my opinion. I think the Packers are okay. I've been high on the Patriots. Not many people are. I, I think, you know, in the uh, Saturday game, uh, you could see some uh, real positives with the Patriots when they get Matt Jones and the first-team offense in their rolling, and I think that defense is going to be fine. Uh, there are some teams I don't like that I've watched in the preseason so far, and uh, I think two of them are fairly obvious to everybody. The Texans are going to stink, and the Cardinals are going to be really, really bad. Uh, but I still don't like the Broncos. I think their offense has got a long way to go, and uh, we can talk about some other teams too. But, yeah. I certainly think there are some things you take away from the preseason. Yeah, I agree. And one of the ones I want to focus on is Cincinnati. We're not sure where Joe Burrow is. I fully expect him to be the starting quarterback, but their backup situation at quarterback is not very good. And their team, their defense hasn't looked like it's the same level. They've lost both starting safeties. I think Cleveland's a good team. I think Pittsburgh's a really good team. I'm with you on Pittsburgh. But to me, that Cleveland-Cincinnati game, and that line's moving a little bit, too, there. And I, and I think Cleveland as a home dog is a pretty enticing pick. Yeah, I'm starting to come around on that one, too, because uh, I think this Joe Burrow situation is kind of a little bit concerning. Even if he does start week one, he's going to be basically sitting out the entire month. And uh, I agree with you. The backup quarterback situation with the Bengals, and the Bills. I think both those teams got to be really concerned with the backup quarterback situations. And, uh, you know, I'm still not a Deshaun Watson fan right now. I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, but I think that's a little bit more of a fate of the Bengals there in week one that uh, I'm starting to come around and I might end up uh, playing the Browns in that week one game. And I, I think you're right about some, a couple concerns about that Cincinnati defense. And, um, you know, with Burrow out the entire preseason, we really haven't seen anything from the Cincinnati offense. Yeah, right now I'm seeing that line right now. Two is the consensus, but DraftKings has Cincinnati as a one-point favorite in that game. So obviously right. the uncertainty with Burrow's calf injury that he suffered earlier in training camp. We're speaking with Matt Eumanns, host of VSIN tonight. Check it out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Uh, I want to ask you, Eumanns, about the NFC South matchup here, the Panthers and the Falcons. I know you were high on Bryce Young during the draft process. Michael Lombardi also high on Bryce Young. But that offensive line for Carolina, it's now been two weeks in the preseason, and they look pretty shaky. Uh, are you looking at maybe the Panthers at perhaps a fade in that NFC? South Division if this continues up front there? Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are overreacting. You get a lot of knee-jerk overreactions, too, to what happens in the preseason. And I get it. A lot of people are going to bash Bryce Young. They didn't like him. They're going to say he's too small, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I like. I still like Bryce Young. I think about 90% of playing quarterback in the NFL is um, your football IQ, your mental aptitude, Bryce Young is about as smart as they get at the quarterback position. He's he's going to be one of your hardest workers, and he's not going to turn the ball over. See, it's the, the quarterbacks who burn out and turn into busts are the guys who are lazy, don't put in the work, are not smart enough, and who turn the ball over all the time. And uh, and also have not had good coaching along the way. Bryce Young's the opposite. He's had good coaching. He's smart. He's putting in the work. He's not going to turn the ball over. I think he's going to be okay. But yeah, you got con- some, some concerns about the offensive line, no doubt. I'm, I'll tell you what. I know, Michael, you've been watching all these games, too. There are a lot of bad offensive lines across the NFL. Now we're seeing some first-string guys sit out uh, on a lot of these teams. But, man, I'm seeing a lot of offensive line problems for a lot of teams. And the Panthers are one of them. 
I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm going to fade this team yet because I think Bryce Young's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But maybe early in the season, the Panthers are going to have some problems, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of bad line play, Matt. There's no question about that. And when yeah. you can see the line cohesively come together, I think it really sets you up for play that team on the road. You know, Philly's line can play well on the road. Detroit's line can play well on the road. Now, they haven't been together all this summer, but I think that's the key part. You know, when you watch Miami, they blocked Houston pretty well, but Tua got hit a couple times in that game. Are they going to be able to go to Los Angeles and hang on the road? I think that's a question mark that you've got to answer. So I look at these lines closely, and I know they're playing a lot of different players, but it's still a factor. Oh, it's definitely a factor. And uh, because offensive line depth is always going to be important. So you want to see how the second and third stringers guy uh, play, even without a couple of the uh, starting guys out there. Um, You know, I I will say this too, about a year or two ago, we were talking about, you know, how the Las Vegas Raiders offensive line had gone from one of the best in the league to one of the worst. I really like what I've seen from the Raiders offensive line play here in the preseason. I think uh, they've done a great job playing, calling plays to play to the quarterback's strengths. Offensive line play has been outstanding. Uh, right now, I'm seeing a Raiders offense is probably not going to miss Josh Jacobs if he's not out there. And that's just one thing. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be overly optimistic about all of that because uh, I think the the Raiders had a probably a pretty good situation here in their first two preseason games against the 49ers and the Rams, two teams that really didn't show up and didn't show much for those games, but. Uh, I, I do like the Raiders' offensive line. I think it's improved, and um, I've, I've seen a couple things with the Broncos' offensive line I don't like. So, you know, those are things you have to look at, too. I agree with you. And how about Tua? His first pass attempt against the Texans, right to a defender. Uh, so he's in midseason form. <laughs> I, I don't um, – I'm not – I don't know, man. I, there, are some, there are plenty of positives to look at with the Dolphins. I'm just not as high on Miami as a lot of other people are. Yeah. I think the Miami situation is pretty volatile, especially given Tua's health and the, the mm-hmm. durability there. And who knows, one concussion, it could be over for him just for his career since he already talked about contemplating retirement. Uh, real quick, let's squeeze it in here, Matt, because we have a couple minutes. Uh-huh. Wanted to get some thoughts on college football from you. Do you have a favorite college football futures bet that you've made throughout this offseason? Well, I've got a bunch of them. I've probably got about 15 or 20, but I'll tell you, I do like Wisconsin quite a bit. I think Luke Fickle's going to make a big difference. They've got Tanner Mordecai, the transfer from SMU at quarterback. And they're going to open up the offense a little bit. It's not going to be a spread offense in Madison, but it is going to be. You're going to see the threat of the pass this year. you still got a big dominant offensive line with two elite running backs, and that defense is going to be one of the best in the Big Ten. Wisconsin over eight and a half. It's a, it's a good schedule, too. The Badgers get Ohio State and Iowa in Madison. I wouldn't doubt if they knock off Ohio State. And I uh, also like Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West at plus 130. I've got a bunch of futures bets. I've been talking about it on a lot of shows. But I think you know, Wisconsin, is, I'm putting my money where my mouth is with the Badgers and uh, winning the Big Ten West. On Wisconsin. There we go. And then also, real quick, I know later on tonight, which we encourage everybody to go look and check it out, VEASAN tonight, you host it with Wes Reynolds Monday through Fridays, but tonight it sounds like you will have a development in the Friday Football Invitational, which will be once again this fall. Yeah, we've announced eight of the 16 contestants so far. I think we've got a great field. You know, the half the field we've announced I think is outstanding, and uh, we're going to put a regular guy in the contest, somebody uh, who 
who's a VSIN uh, listener, viewer, who wants to compete against the pros. We're going to put a regular guy in, but we've got a bunch more names you're going to recognize to announce, and uh, we'll be doing that uh, this week, too. Should have the field filled out by about this time next week. Is there four four-game watch Femi in the field? Is that is that, is that four? You know, we call him four. He can watch four games at one time, Matt. Oh, is he in the field? I would, I would love I would love to put Femi in the field. I respect his handicapping, but no VSIN personalities are allowed in the contest. There we go, Michael. <laughs> We're not allowed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That is Matt Humans. Check him out later on tonight on the VSIN Tonight. We'll be back after the break. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook app. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. g.bank slash vsin. All right. This is the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM. Family Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. I don't know why I said all right like that, like I'm Freddie Mercury or something, but Michael, hope you're doing out there. Hey, you know, you just transitioned to another set. You know, you got to go with Femi. Yeah. I don't know. I'm standing at, at Live Aid or something like that. Uh, we're hanging out gas here. Gas Fest. You're probably a big Gas Fest guy. You and Bill Berman can go down there next year. He goes every year. Oh, yeah? That's his deal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, let, let's continue our discussion with some of these NFL teams. We had a great discussion in the last segment with Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern time. Also, once again this fall, he will be doing the Friday Football Invitational with a celebrity guest of a bunch of celebrity handicappers, pro handicappers, and also the new development that there's going to be a VEASAN listener and viewer that's hey, alongside with it, which I think it. is really cool. It's almost like a, I think it's cool. Yeah, like why a not? pros versus Joes I mean, kind of thing. What makes a pro? I mean, I'm not a pro. I'm not a sharp. I, I've never. I don't bet, so I'm not a sharp. So what makes a sharp? You know, it's like, you know, what makes a a guy a football expert? You got to pick up dry cleaning, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got to watch four games at once. We got. I'm sure you. But all of you. You, 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 you saw the NFL Plus experience. Didn't, I'm sure you wanted another another game on there. No, I didn't. I liked watching one game. I like watching a game. I I, I like watching. The game, I don't watch, uh, when I watch tape of the game, I watch one at one time. I like yeah. to watch special teams. I like to watch the flow of the game. When I when I study tape, I study it on the what they call the continuation. And this is what I've done my whole life in the league when we went to video, is you just watch the opening kickoff to the last, to the kneel downs. And just like you're watching the game, because you experience the game. You understand when the height of the moment is, right? Yeah. If you just watch a game, and you don't understand this third down is more important than another third down. Just watching the tape, you miss a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point because I think a lot of people like like oh I I want to see the cut ups and this and that of like just like but it's like you actually watch from start to finish almost like as if you're watching it like from a, a fan. Like I was at the game, but like yeah. you were at the game, but you're seeing it from the all twenty two stuff versus just looking at 
here's the offensive cut up. And, and, and everybody can buy up. the all 22. You can, yeah. you can get, they just go to NFL.com. You can get the yeah. all 22. It's not top secret. Nope. It's it's on NFL plus. If you want to go ahead and take advantage of that, you can go out there and be studying the tape and, and see what, what, what Michael sees with the all 22, uh, all 22 tape. Well, let's get over to the right move or wrong move. We'll be playing this exercise over the next couple of segments here to wrap up the show. And we're going to start in the AFC and we're doing this right move, wrong move, with the division prices, so prices to win the division, and we'll start in the AFC East, where at open, the Buffalo Bills were the favorites, pl- plus 100 or even money, whichever you choose. The Jets were at 5-1, to one, Dolphins were at 4-1, to one, and the Patriots were at plus 325. That is now changed around because of Aaron Rodgers' arrival in the Meadowlands. Bills are now plus 130, Jets are plus 250. Dolphins plus 275, and the Patriots have gone from plus 325 to now plus 750. Highest ticket, highest handle, that is on the Bills. Biggest liability is on New England. Right move yeah, or wrong move, Michael? Well, I, I think on the surface it's the right move, although, you know, Buffalo doesn't seem right to me. You know, that, that they're going to have to get their act going together based on the summer. Uh, I don't know what they are. I just think Dalton Kincaid can help them. I read Josh Allen's comments about Dalton Kincaid after the Pittsburgh game, which I think will help them. I think Miami... If Tua can stay healthy, certainly has value, especially if the guru, run game guru, will run the football down there. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think the Jets have a lot of questions about their offensive line. If Beckton played the way he did last week against Carolina and he continues to develop and doesn't get injured, they, there's their right tackle. Now, they got to count that Dwayne Brown and Lakeland Tomlinson can be their left, left tackle and left guard. But I think that I I think it's the right order, and I think look, New England's the long shot because you know there's a lot of question marks at quarterback. I think they're really good defensively. Stevenson shows he's a legitimate running back, but they're going to have to get production from their quarterback. Yeah, New England at plus three twenty five to plus seven fifty. It's jarring to see a Bill Belichick coach team be plus seven fifty to win their own division. Probably speaks to the division, but also, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of Patriots pessimism throughout this offseason. But maybe a little bit too much, though, because even Matt Eumann said that. He's like, I'm higher on this team than yeah. the market is. Well, everybody's still upset that they've got six Super Bowls. I mean, you know, they, everybody can't wait to pile on. <laughs> and then we'll get the Asante Samuel to come out and say that, you know, the only reason they won is because of Brady, even though he doesn't understand that in the first Super Bowl, Brady threw for 134 yards and they ran for 133 yards, and they beat the greatest show on turf. And Brady didn't play defense, but we'll leave that alone. It was all TB12. That's why they won the Super Bowls. Uh, (laughs) Let's go over to the AFC North here, where the highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability is on the long shot, Pittsburgh Steelers. But I want to ask you about the favorite, who is the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won this division in back-to-back seasons. They opened plus 125. Now they're plus 160. Is that the right move or the wrong move? I think it is the right move because, look, we know they start slow. They've started five and four the last two seasons, right? So they start slow, and this is going to be a really competitive division. You can't start slow, and I think the competition is better. I think Jim Schwartz makes a huge difference defensively for the Cleveland Browns. I think he makes a big difference to help Kevin Stefanski manage games better. You know, I think he's someone who could be in Kevin Stefanski's ear and say, look, here's what we need to do. He's very good at game management. I think that helps. Look, I love Pittsburgh. I, I mean, everybody now recognizes Pittsburgh's as a good team. This has been no, this has just not been this preseason. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch Pittsburgh the last nine games of last year. They played really well. 
They played really well, and they'll continue to play well. The guy's a really good coach. And I just think since he isn't as good, I know they got the great Joe Burrow, and I know Jamar Chase is good, and I know they put more into their offensive line. But I think this defense, because of the two new safeties, is going to take a little bit of time to kind of get it together before they can dominate. So I I, I picked the Browns to win this division in the guide. I, I, I don't see why they shouldn't. I think Pittsburgh's a really good team. I picked them in the guide to be a playoff team. So I, this is such a competitive. The one Baltimore, because of the injuries, you've got to be worried about them, especially with their secondary and with their pass rush. And I think, too, as betters always keep in mind, is that we're not saying that since he's going to be bad, but we're saying that based on all of these new changes and now Burrow's injury with the calf, maybe they start slow like they've done in the past when Burrow has been healthy to where you want to kind of pick your spots and – Maybe it's in November when you want to bet Cincinnati to win the division and they're maybe plus 250 or in that range. Maybe that's kind of how you want to attack it. Like, don't necessarily throw Cincy out with the bathwater. Just maybe keep them off to the side for right now before the start of the regular season. I think that's kind well, of the, the advice. It's how, it's how Zach Taylor has coached, right? Yep. He's never been demanding in the offseason. He's, he's kind of gradually built his team up to play their best football at the end of the year. He's been 5-4, and four and he's gotten to the conference championship game two years in a row. The last year, the opener, you know, Burrow turned the ball over five times. The Steelers didn't even get 200 yards of offense and found a way to win that game. Remarkable. Remarkable. But I don't know if you can do that again this year and cover up. I don't know if you can continue to do that. You know, uh, they, they're they going to have a harder time beating, you know, Cleveland beat them last year. Pittsburgh beat them last year, right? So, and if Baltimore's healthy, that's gonna it's going to be hard to go 5-1 and one in the AFC North for any team, for any team. We might get a nine-win team here in the North, and they may be the best team in the AFC because they're going to beat up on one another. Yeah, it's a really strong division. I think the best division in all of football. Let's move over to the AFC South. I don't think you can say the same about this division. The highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and the biggest liability is on the Titans, who lost the division last year after going through a seven-game losing streak. Ryan Tannehill hurt at the end of the last season. It was a mess at quarterback. Well, we've seen the Jaguars go from minus 150 to minus 155, but the biggest move in this division is with the Colts from open to right now, where they were 7-1 to now plus 550. Is that the right move or wrong move on Indianapolis having a better chance to win this division? I don't get the move because they're playing a rookie quarterback. Like, I don't get the move. I, look, the rookie quarterback's going to be in the right place. He's going to be in the perfect six-back offense for him. So I understand that, and we don't know what he'll do. You know, we know last year he's had 19 career starts in college football. Not a lot. It's going to take him some time. You can show me all the YouTube videos you want of him throwing off on one leg. That's great, but that don't mean you play quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. you got to be able to execute and throw the ball with consistency. And we know from past performance, Josh Allen struggled for two years in Buffalo. He struggled for two years. You know, 10, inter 10, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, below 60% his first year. I think it's going to be hard. I'm not saying Richardson is going to be a good player. I'm not. Just I don't understand the movement on the odds there because they, they don't there's nothing to say this summer that there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because he's a good person. You know, he signs a lot of autographs after practice. He picks up the trash in the stadiums. He's, he's a good overall dude. So maybe people want to go ahead and, and back that to win the AFC South. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, don't, don't think that people aren't thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, some, some are, unfortunately. We'll clean up the AFC West on the other side and tackle the NFC to wrap up the show. This is the Lombardi Line. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.